Philippines. You're listening to the Blender Anime Studio Podcast. Brought to you by the Blender Cloud. Do you enjoy philosophical nodding from the 90s? Then get your mbop on the cloud. Go to cloud.blender.org. Joining us today is Pablo Vasquez. Hello. Francesco Siti. Hi. Andy Goraltic. Hi. And I'm Yafti Hamazon. It's your host, Francesco! Wow, that was a guitar riff. Oh, welcome, welcome yeah. everybody. Episode 67? 66? 66. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I actually didn't know the song that you oh, mentioned. That's right. Yes. So it's a nice uh, theme mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. detail. Yeah. And everybody hated you for that. I yeah, think. apparently. Well, you just had to say Mbop and then all no, of a no, sudden no, everybody no, no, hates no, you. Yes. I mean no, nothing, nothing. Exactly. So that that was uh, that was that was fun. I, I learned something new. Mm-hmm. Actually, the learn something that's some that's something we would talk about in this uh, in this podcast. This new idea. Hey, what did you learn? Ah, Remember that right. you, you mentioned that? Like, yeah, I mentioned that. Yeah, in our never-ending quest for you know making interesting, darkless content for the for the podcast. So uh, mm-hmm. before uh, we talk about that, um, well, welcome uh, back, Pablo. Thank you. It's been a while. I, it's not. I'm not in my best shape right now. It's not my boss. I haven't changed this much. Okay. All right. But yeah, I think last time was last year. I don't know after the conference that I was here. Wow. So time flies, I guess. Yeah. I've been in other media. <laughs> we have this this thing here on the cloud, live streams and stuff. We can mention it too. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. That's uh, actually let's just uh, you know uh, talk about what's what's been happening here in the studio in the past. Well, can uh, we couple of weeks? first put a, a bit of a spotlight on Senor Vasquez? What? What? Because Why? Caminantes what? is becoming a bit of a viral thing oh, right. in yeah. uh, Latin America. Wow! So yeah. much so that it's like you're you're getting all these phone calls from radio stations, whatnot, <laughs> doing interviews. The paparazzi is outside right now. Yeah, you know, taking photos of your bike. Oh my! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, crazy. I, I was I went to um, um, Argentina in December, but even before that, like somewhere in October, the 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 uh, Caminandes. Three years after it was released, uh, mm-hmm. it got a lot of attention suddenly. Some people started sharing it and then it went viral. So when I went there, actually a lot of people, uh, more people approached and, and they were really excited about the project and everything. And um, I even got to see some parts of the of, of Patagonia that I haven't seen before, thanks to Caminante. It's like, hey, you're the guy from the Lama. Wanna, I don't know, do a trekking tour yeah. over a glacier or something like that. And that was pretty nice. Uh, okay. There were people telling you stories about the uh, yeah the animals in the area, and then, I don't know. It was very very nice. That's very sweet. Yeah, and um, well, yeah, the the interviews thing it also happens uh, um, every other week or something. There is yeah. Uh, still I feel like uh, for the past couple of weeks, every now and then, I'll see you just on your phone, just about talking Spanish, on. and it's like, oh, he's doing an interview. <laughs> it's co- so cool, so cool. Yeah. So that means that we are going to do the next one, right? Ah. At some point. Yeah, I think so. I, I, yeah, I really hope so. Um, there is even like we we could even do it uh, like uh, on our own, but also like having help from um, other places there in Patagonia that would like to see their city involved. There is one city that is interested in in it. Um, like, well, it's actually we wanted to make the next one with glaciers and stuff, mm-hmm. or like. Uh, one of the next ones, at least, and uh, in this city, they happen to be glaciers. So, um, yeah, that could be one way of of doing it, of getting people involved. There's people that want to make Caminandes doll, like doll plushies. Yeah, and stuff. oh, that's mm, so nice. Cute. So that's very nice. By the way, glaciers are just so big in my mind. It's yeah. like, oh, this city happens to have a glacier. It, it's more like that glacier happens to have a city next to it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, yeah. The city is like 80 kilometers from it. So it's not like oh, wow. next door. Okay. You have to drive for uh, uh, for a bit. But um, it's it's known for that. Yeah. They even have like museums about glacier stuff and everything. There is even an animal that grows in a glacier that what? they wanted to make a character of. But it's so ugly. It's like a little... Oh, no. <laughs> it could be like an ugly duckling story. Ugly duckling, yeah. yeah. Well, it's, oh. it's, an, it's an insect. It's very small. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, maybe that could be, I don't know. Didn't even know that things could grow in glaciers. Yeah. Oh, I was just imagining like a fish or something, you know, because uh, there's a lot of water that gets underneath. melted every yeah. Yeah, yeah. underneath. No, it's like an insect that just grows there and then it gets, it, it grows from the uh, micro, 
stuff <laughs> that mm. comes from oh, the spare me the science the talk doctor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 micro, micro polygons <laughs> micro polygons exactly from the things that I don't know the, I know that the terms in English but it's, it's from the sediments is that a word in mm-hmm. English yep. yeah that come from the mountains mm. you know the the glaciers form because a lot of snow in the top of the mountains there keeps snowing and then pushing all the ice yeah um, and with so much pressure that the ice starts growing and then it reaches land. So that's how the glaciers form. And with those little, uh, those things from the mountain, from top of the mountain, then these little animals can eat. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay, that was a bit of talk. That's cool. I was I was already thinking of the podcast description. Learn how glaciers work. That's yeah. like one of one of the one of the headlines for the podcast. I how read many? a lot about it, and I was so ready to go into this tangent. And they're like, "Whoa, this was off topic." I'm like, "Oh, whoa, whoa, put the brakes on, put the brakes on." Okay, yeah, a bit off topic. How many views does Caminandes have at the at the moment on the various? Like, if you would put together mm. uh, Facebook, especially because it went very big there. So the yeah. three episodes combined. Yeah, mm. and oh, uh, and YouTube, like. How is it? Is millions? Like many millions, yeah. Many because, millions. Uh, <laughs> many, many. Because remember, like at some point in some um, uh, Russian Facebook page also went viral and then was a few million. Then at some other point, an Indian uh, Facebook page also went viral there with like 9 million. And the, one, the Argentinian viral part was uh, a couple millions in the first three days, four days. Uh, so it was two millions for the first episode, and then the other episodes. They were like it's a post with three videos with the three episodes. So the first video was the one that had more views. The other ones have a few like a million or something like that. So it's been in like many waves of of going viral in different places. So I don't know for on never. Facebook on our channels they don't. Oh, yeah, sorry. never the official channel. No, the <laughs> official has like forty thousand. Yeah. <laughs> like it's nothing. always the square version. That yeah, exactly. Badly <laughs> cropped, and like I've seen one recently. I don't know if we watched it together, what? like, but it was a multi-million view video, and then it was coming on the three, I think, yeah. with all the end and the lighthouse, doo, 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 with the sky, and the end. No credits. It just yeah. cut the credits. Yeah. Oh. Well, that was actually in uh, my hometown. They're playing it on TV, and they merge coming on this two and three together. They play the first one sometimes. And the other ones, they play them together. I don't know why. So the second one, it has this part at the end after the credits. Mm. So they include the end, the credits, mm-hmm. and the part after the credits, which is when Koro is a bit happier. Like yeah. there is, like it's like the happier part of the short. Yeah. So it's not so sad. But in the last one, we didn't do it. In the last one, we just go up, credits, and yeah, they cut it there. Like right the oh. start, right before the names begin, they cut it there. Uh, at least most of the team is yeah. in the credits of the previous one. So exactly, our yeah. moment of glory. Yeah. <laughs> but it's a bit sad. I mean, but on, on the other hand, it's not. I could send them an email and say, hey, but on, maybe they just remove it completely and then we lose the chance to, you know, reach people. Yeah. So get the characters known. It's, so I just feel like it's it's a bit unfair also because we try to minimize our credits as much as possible, like yeah, condense yeah. everything. So three minutes short with 10 seconds. Yeah, yeah, like barely 10 seconds, yeah. Yeah. And nope, it just gets snipped away. That's like the thing that is the one thing, like we make this all for free, it's yep. Creative Commons, yep. but it's attribution. So exactly. Don't. <laughs> yeah, I think for the next one we can just add a joke at the end after, and then that will solve. At least in the other, got in the other. Just like a report. written joke. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah just or, at the end, like this lexic man walks into a bra. Or we just do the like the title sequence, like in these sitcoms where you have the music and then the character turns towards the camera and there is the title. Mm. And, and they go. wink. And yeah. they wink. Yeah. And like they, a nineties. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Or blind man walks into a bar, the stool, the chair, the bartender. <laughs> oh, Kjalti. <laughs> okay. Dixie. Right. Hey, hey, buddy. We saw Dixie yesterday. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. On the, the cloud live chat or what? Blender cloud yeah. live. This who are new... these guys who are doing this thing? I don't, I don't know. know. So, I don't know. Actually, what has been happening with all these things? Like, you know, I hear people making lives, people mm-hmm. working on short films, people working on software. There is always a lot of stuff going on. I think on. there's one thing that we're, there's no thing that we're not doing here. Exactly. So let's try. Kjelti's <laughs> puzzled. He's thinking about it. <laughs> no, we do pretty much everything. Yes. At this point. So let's talk about it. What are we, what are we doing? Um, 
we heard enough from Pablo for now. I actually, <laughs> oh snap. <laughs> when I give him a break, he's like with a, with a thin voice, like um, you know, um, with, with um, the yeah, tea, with a, with a warm water bag, with a blanket and everything. So Andy, so you yeah. are still you, you're still director of a I guess short yeah film. I haven't yeah. been fired you're not yet, been fired so, yet yeah. you could be replaced <laughs> I could be replaced yeah. at some point he's yeah. just gonna hire some American mm-hmm. to do your job <laughs> right yeah <laughs> yes so um, how's it going with uh, how's it going with with spring so right now we have um, pretty much completed the storyboard and uh, animatic phase mm-hmm. and uh, right now our Amazing animation team, Chelti and Pablico. Mm. The, we're is we're that, differentiating is, is that between his them. Official name now? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, started by uh, started with Ton because I think he that was the name he had on Vimeo, something like Someone that. Someone called him Pablico. Yeah, Vimeo. Yeah, 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 something yeah. like that. And so then unfair. we just called like without him being here, we just called him like that, and he was arriving. It was like. Mm-hmm. Hey, hey, who are Pablo. you? <laughs> Pablo 2. Yeah, Pablo 2. I mean, nothing worked. So. You know, in the Yo Frank, there was also another Pablo. Like, there, it's uh, only Pablos. Anyway, our animation team has been uh, doing um, the layout for the second scene mm-hmm. because uh, the first scene is a bit more complicated because it involves like uh, another variation of the character. Mm-hmm. So we'll start, we started with the second scene, laying out the cameras, the sets, and the, the action for each individual shot. And uh, so far, what I've been what I've been seeing was pretty promising. And you, Shelty, you went also into um, doing the uh, facial pose library. Yep, doing some character sheets yeah. and just testing things out. Like you know, um, I have maybe wow, what was it? Twenty six different facial expressions, something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, uh, of the ranges from you know sad to angry to happy to maybe laughing, yeah. and you know, so it's kind of a mixture of stuff. We talked about that last year. Uh, last year. Last, last year. Week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> last week. However, right? yeah. you know, the, took it a bit further and also did some experimentations with um, kind of adjusting some of the shapes on mm-hmm. the face. And I think we we had kind of a, a back and forth, yeah. Where I think the decision is slowly getting towards we adjust a bit the character design, right? Yeah, because this is the first time that we actually see the the character in motion. Well, not even in motion, but in a, like a pose yeah. that's not been sculpted. So we can see how the rig is behaving and how the character looks like from different angles and different emotions. So we mm-hmm. have to go back a little bit, tweak the character design. Yeah. Um, we decided to um, make the corner of the eye. Uh, less uh, less pronounced, I guess. Yeah, a little, a little bit more roundish. Uh, yeah, exactly. A uh, little bit more round, yeah. and and doing that just now with with only the 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 rig itself, it's it's doable, but it's not that easy, and you're kind of fighting the uh, the model itself a little bit, and and you know to, just to get the shapes that you want, which is not good in the long run. Like yeah. you can do that a little bit, of course, some adjustments, but if it's if it's quite a stretch then that means the animator has to do like twice the work, three times the work, whatever it is. Right. So we want to maybe take like a half step back, adjust some things, maybe, you know, fix the rig a little bit afterwards and then, you know, get um, get a little bit better and more idiot-proof for the animator. Yeah. <laughs> and this is just to get the character as nice and as appealing as possible. Yeah, exactly. And uh, yeah, and Julian has been uh, working on that um, a bit, but also uh, he he did um, he's doing texturing now. Mm-hmm. So we had a little bit of a problem um, merging the rig with the the shading version of Spring. But uh, yeah, suddenly like random elements of the face were protruding for yeah. no reason, and then what? Uh, yeah, because of the rig. Well, there was something in between taking it from Juan Pablo to when Julian took it over. Yeah. Uh, something uh, happened some like accidents I guess yeah, yeah exactly like um, it, I heard this happening like the there back, was some right? so some shape key that got uh, like some change in the mesh got propagated to all the shape keys yeah so when you would do a little tweaking of the face that uh, point in the face was just protruding like crazy yeah. Yeah. it's like a little spot right next to the nose just under the eye and it just kept you know, just like a second nose. Yeah, yeah, it was like a second nose growing, <laughs> and every time you try to fix it, it would just grow further and further. And you're yeah. like, "What is this?" <laughs> yeah. 
And uh, yeah, you guys had this amazing back and forth between uh, you, uh, you and uh, Juan Pablo. So you made sure that the rig is now uh, super nice. Now we just have to do the, the last little bits of to make sure that the character looks good. Mm-hmm. And uh, but it's it's all working right now. You can make a film with this sort of. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you could. This is it's all functional the way it you know um, should be for now. But mm-hmm. of course, we, there's like a couple of adjustments that we want to do. Yeah. Uh, nothing too drastic or too big but big enough that it justifies doing it now rather than having some headache down the line so so in the end you basically just take the the rig the rig version which is the one with all the little tiny adjustments for jape keys and everything and simply what you bring the uvs from the model that um, julian is making or uh, julian has been doing that now so the the spring dot blend uh, is now the the file that he is doing the shading and so um, he did that in the beginning like he took uh, spring dot blend rig and turned it into spring dot blend and yeah. then did all the shading there but then the stuff got like messed up and, uh, and then we just decided for a bit to like while the animators were doing animation tests and that kind of stuff like walk cycles and so on just let's keep the modifications in a separate file because yeah. like we don't know what could go wrong yeah. and um and then, yeah, I think now he's just merging the UVs back and some vertex colors and stuff yeah, like with that. With modifiers, right? With, them, with the transfer? Turns out that the data transfer modifier crashes like hell when, you, um, when you have shape keys on a model. So um, Julian submitted a bug to the tracker for that. Oh, nice. So hopefully that should be fixed. And um, yeah, that's, that's just a minor thing. So he did the, the UV copy trick and then repainted the vertex colors. Um, but yeah, and and after that, we're going to do the facial tweaks uh, um, and uh, in the eyes. And then uh, the little, we, we discovered that the spine was also a bit too it's, extreme. Yeah. So we're going to uh, adjust for that. Exactly. So, yeah. so when you're animating a spine like that, usually you want the kind of default pose to be relatively straight of course like if you see a human spine it's not perfectly straight but overall it's like kind of there and then when you're animating you want to just like with a cartoon you want to be able to control the spine maybe it like curve it into an s or more you know you know more likely you would curve it into like a c shape and then a reverse c not a z but a c otherwise <laughs> that would be crooked um and the problem is right now she already has kind of a reverse c going on in the default pose. So just getting her to straighten out her spine, it's a bit of a hassle. And uh, I mean, hypothetically, we could just animate it as it is, but then we would have to be touching upon maybe, you know, extra five, six bones every time we wanted to do anything just to correct that shape. Yeah, and there are a few shots so that I can imagine in the film she's actually reaching out, so she, you have to reverse that C, and there are quite a few extreme poses where you really want to push the, the spine in the reverse shape where from the rest pose itself. Yeah. So I think it's probably a good idea that you then get it to work because then yeah. you just mm-hmm. get appealing much more quickly and exactly. good poses. It's yeah. good to identify those things early on. Yeah, Like if we had already animated, I don't know, two, three scenes, and we, we kind of just started addressing this problem, we would have to then save it as ver- version two of the rig. And yeah. then maybe something more got updated. And now it's like, well, you know, you have to update it on both of those. Yeah. But that's also the good thing that uh, right now you guys are only two animators. So you can like talk about these things and we can iterate fairly quickly. Yeah. Yeah. But you're also only two animators. <laughs> That's yeah. the that's the problem because like we had a shot break, breakdown. We have 140 shot shots mm-hmm, more mm-hmm. or less. Wasn't it 139? Well, 139. But let's be optimistic and say <laughs> that we're gonna add one probably. Um, no, I don't know. But uh, yeah, it's a lot of work. And uh, you and Francesco, you you mm-hmm. did a breakdown of kind of prioritizing. The, the, the shots into different categories. So you had four categories, I think. Yeah, so... A, B, um, C, D. Exactly. So um, the on a very rough pass, I kind of went over every single shot and I estimated... Just based um, on the the storyboard right now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Based on the storyboard um, that uh, it's, it's essentially D is uh, shots that are pretty much without any characters in it. Yeah. So it can be just done by you know, not an animator. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then ABC, those are some you know um, shots with characters in them and need some form of, of character animation. So A 
is, you know, where it's kind of a money shot. It's usually a, it's either very long, very hard, or very like body mechanics heavy. So it's maybe like a full shot of, of uh, a Taking character. into mm -hmm. account all the characters or per character? Um, I'm just, it's estimating on based on the, shot. on the shot. So not on like, you know, how many characters are there necessarily, but like, yeah, if there's like two characters and they're full body characters, that's an A, that's yeah. an a immediately. Uh, B is kind of at a halfway point. Like B, I, I would say that is like the majority of the shots where I, I would have a hard time uh, just handing it off to maybe a junior animator. Like I would feel kind of bad about it and like not sure. We don't have a junior animator. Well, no, yeah, yeah. but like as a, <laughs> as a hypothetical. And then C, you know, I would feel, you know, it still needs to be animated properly and all that, but it's it's something that I feel like I could hand it off to a junior animator and it's going to be fine. I, you know, I help him out a bit, but it's going to work out. Did you guys also um, take the, the number of seconds into account? Like, because, I mean, you did a shot count, that's right. Mm -hmm. But the shot count doesn't necessarily give you any clues about how much work it is. Because yeah, you also it doesn't really to... affect time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we have a certain individual that is very mathematical, uh, Francesco <laughs> Sitti. Which is not me, but at least I made like the stats based on frame count, which uh, turned out to actually uh, flip the count of A versus, uh, sorry, of B versus C shots. So we thought we were going to have more C uh, seconds mm. um, than B seconds or frames, like amount of frames, and actually it turned out to be the other way around. So it's more like A, B, and C in terms of quantity. Mm -hmm. mm. And I uh, also just wanted to add something about, you know, your a way of estimating uh, A, B, C, most, B shots. It was like the most I had was the B and then C and then a and then D. Yes. So A, A was the third amount yeah, yeah, or something yeah, like that. Yeah. Yes, yes. Um, the You know, you make this example of, you know, how a junior or a senior animator would, uh, would be able to handle one shot or another um, because this way you can always count a fixed uh, time prediction for getting a shot delivered. Um, when uh, we are calculating and trying to do projection of how long the, the project is going to take, though we actually calculate it in terms of maximum uh, animation speed. So if you have like a skilled animator working on all types of shots, so a C shot, for example, is just a shot that a senior animator will be able to do much more quickly than an A shot. So we estimate, for example, five seconds, six and seven seconds per week. So that's how we count in seconds per week per animator, mm -hmm. so uh, weeks per person of work. And so with a little bit of uh, multiplications uh, over the various factors, so how many frames we have with the type of uh, shots that it is, then we... Uh, find out how many weeks of work this is. And then based on that, we decide, okay, so if we would have a team of one animator, this would take uh, 24 uh, or 40 something weeks, which is uh, almost one year of work. Mm -hmm. Okay, not good. So that's the, if we have uh, <laughs> double animators, it's going to take half the time. So it's only 20 weeks. Yep. Okay, so it's almost six months. Okay, and then if you add something, something. So it's a good way. You create basically a model that helps to decide. And then based on that, um, we actually make a time-based plan looking at uh, when we have a peak because it's not that you can have like six animators now. It's mm -hmm. not going to help in any way. It's exactly. not that you're going to go There's six times faster. People <laughs> screaming around like, ah, what am I going to do? Yeah, so all that though, it helps. And uh, we will do something similar also for um, other parts of the, uh, the process, uh, for, for the lighting, for the simulation, for like all things that... Um, yeah, it, it just helps to get a clearer picture of what the film is going to be. Mm -hmm. And uh, part of this was possible thanks to Attract. So uh, Hjalti actually rated the shots inside of Attract in kind of a primitive way, but I'm grateful that he actually did it there. Um, Old school. Yes, and then uh, hopefully we can just get those those uh, this way of predicting and calculating uh, how long a, a task per shot is going to take into a dedicated interface that helps you to, to do it. What are you using? Uh, the description, sir? Yeah, I was using the description, but we will move this out of there. Like every team, of course, and every producer works in a different way. So they 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 project and they do these calculations in a different way. But, you know, we will try to to make one that we hope is going to be useful for everybody. I think so, overall, it's, I mean, it's always going to be a rough estimate, yeah, of, course. of course. This is a very helpful kind of equation to kind of uh, to feel out the, the boundaries and the barriers. Yeah. Um, for you nerds out there, it's it's a little bit like the Drake equation. We're trying to estimate how many uh, intellectual civilizations are out there. 
And uh, <laughs> like, to, yeah. there's, a, there's a lot of very interesting, you know, it's like how many, how many uh, galaxies are out there and how, like how many stars are in a galaxy and then how many planets are around the star, uh, like rough estimate. How many animators are on the planet. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Then. <laughs> so, so, you know, you have this amazing equation that is very helpful, but also the, uh, the fluctuation with each variable like drastically changes what the final outcome is going to be. Yeah. So just as an example, with this equation, um, you know, you get like rough estimates, but then maybe you you hire, you know, you have like two animators and then you hire another animator, but uh, like they're not working at their most optimal level or whatever. Now, maybe one of the other two animators needs to go and help them. Now, now we've slowed down like one of the main animators and, you know, you know what I mean? And we are going at the same speed. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, and you know, and it sounds kind of funny, and it kind of sounds also a little bit intuitive. But that's why when you have bigger studios, they have this certain ratio where, like, uh, like McGuff, for example, or you know, Illumination, they have um, um, they have like groups, and then within that group, you might have like a senior animator, and like you know, I don't know, three senior animators or something, and then a couple of regular animators, and then there's like ten percent or something is junior animator. Um, it's just so if you're if you have like half and half junior animators and, and like more advanced animators, um, the senior ones are just going to be very bogged down and slowed down by the rest of them yeah. instead of the other one catching up and kind of you know filling in the cracks. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, of course. So, so right now we have a team of two journalists with minus animators, which is me and Julian, and two animators, which is you and Pablico. Yep. So how much time you said do we need to make this film? Roughly. I didn't say half, you, said, you said half a year, right? Yeah, no, animation. Six months. Yeah, like but that's only animation. This is the optimistic animation projection. Mm -hmm. So probably is more. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so that's also why we, you know, are looking for ways to scale up the production, which yeah. is uh, mm. probably going to happen, but we have to define very uh very carefully. Like there are a lot of variables that really uh, you know, it becomes more like the business side of the studio because you need to get maybe a freelancer for a period of peak. Of course, we want to grow the studio too. So maybe get someone who is also going to stay on board permanently. So it becomes a challenge of finding someone who is available, someone who has the skill set, someone who can work within those constraints. So it's like the same problem can be solved in different ways. And mm -hmm. so it's like many, many options. But yes, so I mean, right now for the animation, the projection is around six months to be very optimistic. That is very mm. optimistic. Yes. Without I mean, anything we can going try, on. We can try to be optimistic. For what? <laughs> For like the animation? Animation, yes. Starting? Next month. Yeah. yeah March. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's yeah. like so optimistic. It's, it's, February, it's blinding right? optimism. Blinding. Like the optimism is, is shining through your eyes into and my blinding. eye holes and blinding <laughs> me. That's, that's exactly yeah. the purpose. So everybody can keep uh, an, happily animating. Yeah. <laughs> also provided that we finished the layout in a month, which is... Right now, it's also very, a bit optimistic. Yeah, yes. so yeah, we'll see how that goes. And yeah. I'm, you know, and I'm when I poo poo these things, it's also because uh, you know I I know that even if we had everything locked down and we're just gonna do like one single pass, you're always gonna stumble upon something where you're like, oh man, this should be different. Oh that yeah. thing, and but then if you change that, it's tied to that other thing, and it's just part of the workflow. Yeah, but you can't foresee that you know, right away. So if you just all always have everything as a best case scenario, yes. you're just doomed to fail. Yeah. You know. I, I saw you guys struggling during the agent where it was mm. like, let's let's do this and let's have it finished. But then there was no room for tweaks to polish it. But there was also no hard deadline for it too. Well, well yes. No. You remember there was a, a was, was there a there were like, deadline? We, there were like two or three deadlines yeah, over we, the course of the project. Yeah. And I was like, well, that's unfeasible. We're going to try anyway. Okay, that's going to happen. I'm still going to be working like evenings and weekends and then we're still not going to make it. Yeah. Let's to be positive. <laughs> well, okay, but that's this is not physically possible. So we're not going to try that for this time. Yeah, We're already kind of uh, puncturing that territory with like oh, yeah. the, the animatic. Let's just... Well, work let's efficient. Just try. It's like, <laughs> let's yeah, just try. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I think it's really nice to like set a deadline because then you just have something that you can focus on because otherwise you're just steering blind and you don't know what you're going to do. So if you're working towards a deadline and you know you can't make it, well, then it's time to readjust or something. Yeah. So yeah. I think it's very good to have a target like that. 
I mean, it could already happen, for example, at the end of this week or the end of next week. I, both, uh, I, I, I fully agree. Deadlines are great. It's just when you have uh, a deadline where you check every box as like best case scenario, yes. you just know that um, like you have to make so many shortcuts to make that deadline yeah. that you're actually just impeding the long running yeah, process. No, but usually it don't add some, some time in the end. Yeah, that's like when we're getting close to the deadline and we're like, yeah. see, we didn't, we couldn't make it. There's yeah. no way. But I think that's that's also very smart because I've seen a lot of times the opposite happen also here in the studio where it's like, you don't have a fixed deadline. You don't, you don't get get your ass out of the seat to to go there. You're just like, oh yeah, I have some time. And yeah. then you end up doing most of the work like the last two weeks before the deadline anyway. So When so, has this happened? I just don't were, remember. You were not here. Yeah, they, oh, okay. Or maybe yeah. you actually were and you were like I mean, doing nothing so you don't remember anything. Yeah. Oh, that's what I was saying. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> starting, if you start in March for six months in the ideal scenario, mm. that is September. So if you add one mm-hmm. extra month for catastrophes, mm-hmm. that is October. So it well, kind of fits I mean, with the and and if you're you're not gonna release in the October first, it's by having the Blender conference like a few weeks later. So maybe. Well, remember when when we're saying best case scenario, yeah, that means lowering the quality down to the level of I don't know, like like way below the agents, for example. Yeah, like that's that's in Tom's mind right now. And that's of course. Like, these six months include summer, which include SIGGRAPH and other mm-hmm. stuff in the middle that mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. get in the way. Sweating. And Ice rendering. cream. Oh yeah, sweating, a lot of sweating. Rendering in August. <laughs> yeah, stuff. always. Yeah. So since we are on the uplifting topic and the topic <laughs> of predictions <laughs> and on the topic Yay. of... Uh, I want quality. <laughs> no, don't you don't hold me down. No, <laughs> I want to talk. <laughs> she wanted a haircut. Quality. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> So yeah, talking about quality and talking about unfeasible targets, uh, you know, Andy was pretty quick to to divert my question about how things are going to say, you know, talk about the animation, the planning, the layout, the everything. Yeah, I actually wanted to that know from here some of your from you some of your uh, uh, you know you've been you've been working on something on the been, characters, your favorite thing. I haven't been working on the characters. Well, no, not on the characters themselves, but like one thing that then will go on top of the characters and move like this. What? Oh, the what? hair. Okay, hair. Oh, <laughs> hair, yeah. yeah it, took oh. it took a while. Yeah. That was but like... actually, you did it first for, for, for grass, not for hair itself, yeah. but particles. Particles, hair strands, simulation, pain, tears, and yeah. so on. I'm trying to blend that out, and I'm just trying to stay positive right now because I could be ranting for another hour. I don't want to do that right okay. now. Okay. So, um, uh, my, for me personally, I've been working on environment assets, which mm. I really love doing. Yes. Um, uh, since uh, since well projects and stuff because they're relatively cheap to make and they give you uh, a database of stuff that you can spread all, all over the place and then it looks detailed and looks alive. So um, uh, we we had a number of things that we made for the second coming on this movie like rocks, pebbles, and I think since then we we only like kind of upgraded that database. So for Gooseberry, we added those to some things that Manu made, some things that I made, some grass things, but all in all, they just pretty much stayed the same. And then for the agent, we really didn't need it that much. Mm. But um, yeah, for Dweebs, we we used some grass from Gooseberry or so. So yeah, it, it got a bit boring. And I think like for this movie, we also want to have like a slightly different style. So I went back to the to the starting point and really tried to rethink how we do grass, for example, or how we do rocks and uh, and um, yeah, I, d- I did some experimentation with um, with curve objects for grass because uh, they're they're really handy to UV unwrap um, and uh, a bit better to to handle for you know uh, in terms of editing. Um, so yeah, I just made a, a, a file, a library of leaves and grass and plants and researched the vegetation of the Alps and saw which type of plants we need and all that kind of stuff. And Yeah, because one of the plants is, as you were saying, like these assets, you are bringing them together now in the effort of getting some renders or to get yeah, some yeah. visual development. <laughs> there's, there's always this uh, uh, kind of strange period at the beginning of a project where where Ton just goes like, hey, let's see some renders, which completely like disregards any work that needs to be done in order to see 
quote-unquote renders. Because there's a lot of stuff you need to do to get a render. You need to make textures, materials, <laughs> models, and shaders, and that kind of stuff. And that takes some time to make something that looks <laughs> yep. like a, a thing. Yeah. So that's like that's that's my part of the frustration where, where this stuff is totally disregarded in the planning at all. Mm. Like there's no room for that for render. So yeah, yeah. for renders. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's not just, so just render it first, and then you get all the materials. Yeah, of course. So um, <laughs> so that's what a bit what I've. Uh, I've what I've been doing like start at the most rudimentary level with rocks and grass because that's like really the minimum you need to to make something work you need to like make a surface look like grass and then add some rocks on top of it and then it looks alive and then you start adding shaders and a little more debris and a little bit more variation in the plants and the grass and of course our film uh, plays at the the, the transition period between uh, winter and spring so um we also need to keep that in mind with the materials that we have to get some like leave some room in there for for variations and stuff so there has to be frost on the plants and later on there isn't um and all that kind of stuff so it's just a lot of uh, um a lot of thought has to be put into structuring these things because we want to keep using the libraries later on. We don't want to do uh, drastic changes at some point and then nothing works anymore. Mm -hmm. So right now I feel a bit unproductive because I mean, like making these things is a, uh, is a lot of fun, but also like just arranging the files and making the, the, the library system is a bit fiddly, but uh, it's not a biggie. At some cool. point, we're going to start making trees and then it's going to be really, really big. Fun. <laughs> I was going to say pain, but yeah. So, uh, yeah. Okay. Awesome. Making stuff. What these I also did some, by the way, I, I just remembered that, like, I was going to do a segue, but then mm. that got lost. And that got Once you make like a tree and yeah. get to the other thing. <laughs> <laughs> make like a tree and... What was the quote from Back to the Future? Anyway, so um, <laughs> um, the 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 animation topic where you have two animators and there's a lot of stuff to do, and then like we have this character who has uh, all these um, hair mm -hmm. strands. He, she has a ponytail and these two uh, kind of uh, kind of like sideburns, but not really. It's, yeah, these, <laughs> well, well, locks that you can call them locks. The over yeah, there, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, and then she also <laughs> has. There is a name for it. I just don't remember. What yeah, it is. not they, sideburns. They don't start from her <laughs> temples or <Yeah>. something. <laughs> yeah, they're just like they're loose strands of hair that are just hanging down on the side yeah. of her face. So yeah. it's not like a specific thing. It's just like a stylization of how bangs. That's what it is. And she doesn't, nah. It's, yeah, that's what yeah. it's called, bangs. Yeah, like Zoe de Chanel or whatever, she has like all those bangs. Really? Yeah. Okay. Anyway. So those things, um, um, they are rigged right now. They are rigged as little bone chains. So they would have to be animated at, um, by, hand. By, by hand. So, um, and we don't know how we would do the hair in the end. So right now we're just dealing with meshes that are being deformed uh, by the rig. So at some point we're going to do particles and they're going to be following the mesh or so. Um, so how do you make that simpler or easier to deal with for an anim animator? Because I mean, you, at some point you want to go in there and do some stuff by hand if it doesn't look like you want it to uh, uh, behave. But for the bulk of the shots, you just want to press a button and kind of simulate it, mm -hmm. right? So um, the, the beginning of the week and last Friday, I was trying to think about how to make that easier. And there's the very, um, there's this, I mean, kind of well-known thing where you add like a little simula simulation mesh and then you make the make the bones follow it kind of just as a cheap follow-through thing. So it's like a soft body thing, right? Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a cloth it's, a, it's basically a cloth, a cloth simulation on a very low polygon mesh. Mm. And um, then uh, the, the number of polygons in the mesh um, correspond exactly to the number of bones you have in the chain that you need to simulate. Mm. And then uh, you just make the bones kind of follow that, that chain. Um, the problem with that is, of course, is that we, have, uh, we are working with a library linking system. So our characters are not physically in our blend files and the uh, simulation data is written to the blend file so you that that was all, all that was the problem with like cosmos laundromat or so that that's where we had to do like extensive r&d where we had to come up with a system to cache the uh, simulation locally in our file even though the characters were linked um 
right now we don't have that R&D. We have nothing, like nothing. Mm. It's just assumed that we do something. Yep. <laughs> it's just assumed that everything yeah. is just ready to go and we're supposed to be producing the film right now. Beautiful. Yeah. So um, so I tried to uh, make this, uh, this kind of caching thing work by... Uh, by visually keyframing the bones that follow the simulation, so you play. You basically you 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 have your character, and the character is linked, but um, the simulation just happens somewhere in in weird space out there. But there's no way to cache it. So the way to cache it is by stepping through the simulation and then visually keyframing every single bone, and that just like makes uh like takes the the hard location of the bone in 3D space and just keyframes it and then you you uh, disconnect the simulation from the bone ch- uh, from from the mesh or disconnect the bone chain from the simulation mesh and mm. then the bones are exactly behaving like the simulation but they're keyframed and yeah. by the- in theory you as an animator can uh, adjust that curve and make some yep. alterations to it if it has to happen or uh, you know um that's kind of the theory of how we we think we could solve it for this project. But just, it, it, it looked fine. It looked. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I actually I, I wasn't expecting it to look as good as it did. Yeah. Um. I'm, yeah. I, so I did this kind of animated this run cycle as kind of a test, and there was that moment of uh, oh, do we do I actually go in and start trying to animate right, all the yeah. extra stuff that's there instead of just doing like the most basic body uh, mechanics. And uh, as soon as I was like, you know, maybe I'll just try it out, see what it feels like, just to test out the rig. Uh, I realized that there were, yeah, there were eight <clears throat> different elements on the rig that would need to go to be hand animated with like a lot of drag and yeah. follow through frame by frame. And this is, by the way, this was uh, a huge topic when uh, David and I designed the character because we wanted mm. to make it as simple as possible <laughs> turns out that even simple is really hard to do yeah. so uh so we tr- we don't try to dumb it down too much right now because we still want to have this gorgeous film where everything is kind of natural and alive mm-hmm. but we want to have it cheap yep. so yeah this is where this kind of comes in so we cut the shot where uh, her ponytail like kind of like the little scrunchy falls off <laughs> the ponytail kind of whoosh. <laughs> fluffs into the full body of hair and she falls into the little lake and, the and then she crawls yeah. well yeah and then she crawls out of there into like a bank of sand <laughs> and she's kind of rolling in the sand and the Sounds sand like is getting Moana. yeah exactly yeah 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 jeez what a show off yeah, <laughs> yeah. so we can't do that but yeah we we can at least pretend that we're high quality that we're not mm. cheap we don't know how to do, to do the hair by the way you have no yeah, idea. No right idea now. yet. As of now. Yeah. So stay tuned for that answer. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, it's not that we get discouraged by not knowing because I was just, you know, hearing this conversation now about the, you know, all the uncertainties of the production. It's the, so much fun. The challenges of the animation, the challenges of the simulation. It's like, you know, that's just how it is. And it's that moment in January when the days are still very short. It mm-hmm. gets dark at five o'clock. And uh, you were like, okay, what are we going to do? Are we going to get yeah. through this? And of course we are. But yeah, so that's really, there is always a point in the in the production where you have to face these things. And if you think of facing and solving them all together, your brain explodes, but actually doing them step by step. I think we've eventually. gotten a little bit desensitized to it also because, you know, we've uh, we've had this happen so many times, like Cosmos Laundromat, for the longest time, we we're doing the layout and whatnot. And it's like, so there's like a tornado there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, it, it'll be amazing. Like, you know, you're animating as if there's this amazing tornado, but really like there's nothing there. And we keep delaying, like, when does Andy have the time to actually make this thing? And, and like, like the, the deadline is coming And he did not have any pressure at all to the tornado. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so or, like, the, or, or the, the flamethrower at the end. Oh. <laughs> the, yeah, it was similar Yeah, there will thing. be fire. Yeah, yeah there will be fire. It'll be amazing. You know? I wonder who's going to do it. Yeah. I'm not going to do it. Always Andy. We always throw him under the bus at the end. Yeah, in the last three weeks of the project or so. So, yeah. yeah. But that's, uh, you know, maybe that helps to get it's a bit more a, distance. It's good to think about these things right now. Yes. In the beginning. Yeah. And despair yeah. at the beginning, not at the end. Yeah, or this, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I wow. personally I find this phase very, very cool because this is where you can take a step back and reevaluate what you've been doing. Because there might be like 
there might be a simpler way to do things. You don't always have to do things the same way, so you can rethink what you're doing and try to make it better. So I think this is really interesting. Yeah. Gets frustrating when you don't know how the hell this particle system is going to work, but this is another topic. Um, yeah. <laughs> that and I, I don't say the two point eight word. Oh, exactly. Yes, yes, uh, yes, exactly. Uh, I was yes. actually gonna bring it back to Doom. Pablo yes. and be Doom. like, so it's like at some point because I I rarely use two point seven now. Like I not at all. Like why open I such yeah. a beautiful. I had to download it the other day software. because I don't. I've been using two point eight every day for other stuff for testing for, and yeah, I mean it's so different, right? Like. Like you put, you, you you set cycles as a render engine and it starts rendering immediately. So that's yeah. something I have to change. Um, layers, they don't exist. So you need a different way or switching on everything. The particles don't even get started in that. Yep. There, um, will, be, there will be this... Uh this this very cool and smooth transition period in some weeks yes. where we just switch to 2.8 and then everything will be perfect. Right? Right? Yes. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, we always say that it's going <laughs> to be the, like, it's, it's the worst, but then of course there are good things about it. There's, no, like, uh, there's so. Eevee, yeah. there's, well, collections, but also, I don't know, the, the these things about not being able to have more than one character or override a few features. Right now we have um, static overrides, dynamic overrides. And Wait, is there is there wireframe now or? Uh, no. Like oh, like boo. the well, just just as an example, like the the shot I'm working or the shots, the sequence I'm working on right now to do layout, I could not do it without being able to toggle into wireframe. That will then. come. No, yeah, just, or you know, when I say wireframe, I mean any kind, any form it's of a see-through thing. You know, it's everything worked. Yeah, yeah. Just just saying, just saying. I mean, <laughs> there's this. Not, not, not being like you know with 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 pitchforks. Or, yeah, no, no, no. And, like no, pitchforks or anything. No, just, no, just no, saying, no, no. Yeah. Just a small torch. But actually, yeah. yeah, so I wanted to, you know, Pablo, what, what have you been actually doing on 2.8? Because you've been doing a lot of that and, of course, uh, other things. So, <laughs> Okay. Um, but yeah, I, so far this year, it's been mainly 2.8. Yeah. It's been um, working together with uh, Dalai, who's uh, coordinating the 2.8 project, also trying to be there as part of the UI team, which... Um, it's always it's, it's now it's just funny to say like yeah the the UI team or the UI mafia who like Tom likes to call yeah, it thankfully it's not like it has finally evolved it's, to UI. I haven't yes. heard of the UI mafia in a while so yeah, I'm happy that they are gone yes, because yeah. it's non-existent recently like at some point there was people involved now there is really uh, more people getting into it but at some point it was no one so um I think it's important to be there and to, but it just takes time. It's really a full-time job to just be in the tracker, reply to, to stuff, read the documents, write documents on, on UI features, test the patches, and uh, yeah, it's a lot of work. But I think it's uh, it, it really helps a lot, especially talking with um, Dalai, with the, the way he developed the outliner filtering. Mm-hmm. I think having someone on the other side who can like, give feedback and test the patches and that that was a very good example. We yeah. made a video on the Blender developers <laughs> YouTube channel. I have to think about it now because we have a, quite a few channels now. <laughs> but yeah, we made a video explaining the feature there. Um, we are now looking for icons, which I think that we are almost there for the collection icons and some others, but. Uh, community had a very good response. There is at least like, I don't know, eight people or so contributing icons. So that's pretty nice. And yeah, that that that's the main thing. So most of you have been doing that. And then of course you have also uh, collaborating with the uh, uh, Grease Pencil team. Yeah, yeah, that's another thing. Yes, exactly. The Grease Pencil team, um, the artist part is Daniel Martinez Lara and Matias Mendiola, and the code part is Antonio Vasquez and uh, Allegoris, Joshua Long. Yeah. Like one of the latest things that I've seen over your screen was uh, you were working on some icons as well, like some, <laughs> yeah. some interface elements for that. Yeah, giving feedback to Matias Mendiola. He was doing the, um, the thumbnails for the uh, brushes. So I was giving feedback on that. And just a, a bit of everything. Like this Grease Pencil has introduced a few concepts that 
they need to be uh, fleshed out. Fleshed out. Yeah, they, they, you need <laughs> to think about it. Like, for example, <laughs> the other day, a feature was added to add like a kind of lag to the brush when you're painting. So everywhere else in Blender, be it uh, Sculpt, for example, or um, Texture Paint, paint. Yeah. it's called Smooth Stroke. So it's the same naming, I think, in other software. I think even Photoshop added it in October last year. They uh, they call it smoothing stroke. So basically, you just draw, and there is like a kind of lag that allows you for finer control, and it's more smooth. But of course, in grease pencil, stroke is something else, right? It's like what is the result of what you do? It's a paint um, that what you what you paint. So there is already a smooth stroke, which basically uh, like refits. <laughs> That's another word that Blender uses somewhere else for curve, um, for curves. But yeah, after a stroke, there is like a little moment of post-processing that kind of smooths, makes smooths smoother, out yeah. the, the, the stroke, but it's after it has been drawn. It's not yeah. real time or like as you are tracing the line. Exactly. This one is real time. And yeah. uh, there is also smoothing for thickness. So if you can have different thickness in your stroke and you can smooth that. So the word smooth was already used in a few places. Yeah. So the first name that was mentioned was lazy mouse for this feature. Um, there is one software that I know that uses it. Uses it. Uses it. Is yeah. um, ZBrush. Okay. But besides that, everywhere else, everybody was calling it a smooth stroke or stabilizer stroke. Yeah. Or I think Krita was using stabilizer. Yeah. Andy showed me. Um, so we went for that. We just changed it. Yeah, but the interesting thing, like you know, the thing that I want to say about your work when I when I see you doing it is really that it's great that the process and this kind of decisions like that you have to put care and thought into taking decision. Also like, you know, the developer spends time, makes the feature, names the feature, like they think about it. So even when you have to give a feedback or ask for changes, like it has to be a thoughtful process. You have to come up with a good proposal. That takes time. Doing that in public, using like the public platform, interacting with all the other users as part of the community, that's also like, it's a very time consuming because you could just, you know, lock the doors and do it in house and just be like, okay, this is how we're going to do it. I'm in charge. I decide and that's it. But instead, like the fact that, you know, follow the community guidelines, that's how Blender is meant to be made. It's, it, yeah, it's like it takes uh, two, three times more uh, effort and time. And uh, and I think it's great that you're actually taking the time to do it because uh, it's, it's very fair for everybody. And yeah. I think in the, in, the, in, the, in the long run, it leads to a better software because then also those decisions are better documented. And when you want to bring it even up in quality, you can always go back to those discussions and see, okay, why was this chosen versus the other instead of having like floating decisions somewhere. Yeah. But I can see how time-consuming that is. <laughs> it's really time-consuming. But I think we are doing a better job now with... Um, well, we're being more public with all the changes uh, yeah. all the time, like yeah. tweeting about it, mentioning it as part of the development. And we're also doing some live streams now on YouTube. Last year I did it in Spanish and this year I decided to start doing it in English too, like just showing what happened, what changed in Blender in the recent, uh, in the last week. And that also brings a lot of people more into the conversation of the new features, how they are implemented, how, what's missing, for example. And um, it really helps because then you really get what people are missing. <clears throat> right now in collections is being able to hide objects, yeah. local view. I don't know, so many other things. That We're going to get local view back? Yes. <gasps> <laughs> yes, yes. I'm going to switch right now. Yeah. Wait, it's not, <laughs> no, not yet. Not okay, yet. Okay, okay, I think okay. not yet. Oh, no, it's not there yet, but but yeah, it will be It will be back in one way or another. I mean, you can think of it as many. So um, when do you think should we switch? Do you have an uh, estimate or so? Well, I mean, not yet. There is an announcement I heard a little bird told me that will make this whatever I say now yeah. invalid. <laughs> because <laughs> two point eight. Very is, tall Dutch bird. Very tall Dutch bird. <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, now, like the development of Lender two point eight so far has been very steady, but it it needs like a, a big push. Yeah. And uh, once that happens, I think after that we we can make the switch. But not at right. the not right now because it's it's so much that is missing on every uh, area. Yeah, I'm just imagining what we have to do to do the switch because we we probably have to for each file that we make right now we have to go into and uh, tweak it later. So um, 
that's just something we have to keep in mind. Uh, we have to assign collections to things and EV materials and uh, yeah. Well, collections they will uh, they are they will just be the, yeah. the layers right now. Yeah. But at some point, we want to make these files easier to manage. So you, yeah. don't, so you don't want collection one to one to ten or so in yeah. there. Uh, yeah, that would be crazy. But I, I, I think it will be. I don't know. In uh, halfway the project, the best yeah. part is time. Well, our project. transition team handle it. Yes, I yes. see them running in the distance there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if they're approaching. If they're running away, they're Maybe so at, far. <laughs> at some point, we can start switching. Uh, legs won't slowly, but I don't think like the full switch. I don't know. Mm. Do you see? Do you see yourself finishing, like in October, rendering with two point eight? My lawyer requires me to, requires to say me yes. To say yes. <laughs> yes, of course, because we have. Kelty to. says nothing, but he's like, yeah, just I'm just his body you language. Don't have a lawyer yet, Your right? body language yeah. gives you the way, buddy. No, yeah. yeah, it will happen, but I, well, I don't. It won't happen before half a year. Like. Right. There's basic things in there that I mean, of course, like uh, I need to be able to animate. I need to be able to go to see-through mode or wireframe or whatever it is. Like that's like basic, and then um, the pose library. We are now currently using it. Like I've been making the the character sheets and everything for the pose library, and uh, of course the the long term goal is to make sure that pose library is updated in two point eight. And it's you know not right now we're we, we're just kind of doing this add on thing, this kind of half and half thing that's only supposed to work for 2.79 right now. But later on, it gives us a good platform of ideas on how to implement this in 2.8. But man, that would be a massive step back, not having that, like jumping into 2.8 and then all of a sudden we don't have our post no, library. but most of the add-ons will work. The API yeah? doesn't change that much. Yet. Okay, okay. Just kind of, just mentioning, just saying, just I'm mentioning Basic things like these to me are the like three most basic no, no, things. No, no, if no. I don't have it any of them, that, then I'll just be animating the other one. Like yeah. it's fine. It Everybody won't. else can just hang out at the cool party, two point eight party. No, Boy. it won't. Uh, it's not as bad. Okay. It, we make it sound just bad, but it's not. It just needs a few. <laughs> we just need to bring developers together in a room, lock them up, oh, and hold then hands, just, and yeah. a little talking stick, give them some waffles. Oh, yeah. amazing! Nice. Some yeah. coffee. Yeah. Yeah, exciting. So you've we've also uh, you know as a final topic, I wanted to mention about YouTube and about uh, sharing things in a video form yes. instead of just uh, writing blogs and making podcasts and stuff like that. The Blender Cloud Live. Yes, Blender Cloud Live. It's our attempt to f <laughs> to show what's going on here. Basically, it started. Um, when did you start it? Like three, four weeks ago? Yeah, I don't know if you guys mentioned it in the previous podcast, actually. You, no. no, it's like three no. weeks ago. Yeah. yeah. Well, we had this uh, HN327 rewind uh, <laughs> to show up, to show in the, to, to, to show to the world. Yeah. So why not doing it on a live stream? Why not doing it live on YouTube and how get questions from people and just see if, if it works? And it actually worked. A lot of people were engaged. They joined. This is happening in the Blender Cloud YouTube channel. Yes. Nobody expected Chialti to appear from behind. Aha! And since yes. then, it never happened again. It's like, it's not <laughs> no. that it's a recurring thing or the, anything. The one-time thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the yeah. one-time thing. Yeah. Now, yeah, then the week after is like, hey, shall we do it? Yeah, there is the behind the scenes that we can do. Okay, so we did it. We did it last week. And yeah, turned out great as well. Yeah, we also had the, the director of the agent three two seven showing up yep, there. Yep. The and of the dweebs. and yeah, and then the week this week we had okay, what can we show? Okay, ah oh, yeah, we have the dweebs in eight K stereoscoping. The director happens to be. Hey! <laughs> So yeah, Kelly, get behind the couch. <laughs> All right. We need to find the reason to, for you to hide next yeah, week, though. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. But Otherwise, you know, there was a, there was a comment saying, hmm? "I've been waiting for this moment." Yeah, oh, this is, no, this is the moment minutes. I've been waiting for. Yeah, okay. exactly. That's, in that's the, nice. And then he left the chat. Oh no! <laughs> Rage quit. And, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah. we will see how it goes. But I think uh, you know, it takes a bit of time to grow. But we see it. We see it getting slightly bigger every time we do it. So mm -hmm. that's of course very motivating. And uh, yeah, I think we haven't shared it anywhere before. So I, now I just posted it on Blender Nation, so maybe more people will hear about it. Um, I think I think it's a good way to show, you know, the, I mean, we have this, we have a podcast where we talk about what happens on the cloud, but actually being able to show it, it's uh, it's a much better 
yeah. much better way of doing it. Yeah. So and maybe next week we can actually focus again in uh, on spring and everything because, as you mentioned, um, there the guys have been putting all the shots in a track and making the change and all of that is available for everyone. Every cloud subscriber can see it on on the cloud cloudblender.org slash attract slash spring. Yeah. And they can see the progress. So um, explaining a little bit of that it would be nice for next episode. I think. Totally. Yeah. So you have to, Andy, you have to come out of the, the couch next. I'll, I'll try <laughs> hey. something else. Maybe I can paraglide from the top. Or wow. Well, can, you, can you imagine like the ceiling, like pieces of ceiling falling down <laughs> and the landing? Like a ninja. Wow. <laughs> oh, ow. oh, wow. Who is that guy? We'll, we'll find a way, yes. <laughs> okay, so before we wrap things up, uh, there is one question on a previous podcast uh, from uh, somebody. Oh, <laughs> Vice Barth. Hey there. Uh, thank you for the podcast. Well, thank you for listening. And uh, he's been a listener since the beginning and enjoys it. So oh, wow. thank you thank for you. enjoying. Thank you. Yes, 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 thank you very much. So the question is, what is the, what is the current state of BAM? I've uh, been using the pack command for some time, but I'm also interested in the repository um, uh, version control part. Thanks in advance. So, well, the status of BAM... The status of BAM... The status of BAM is that uh, it's currently... Um, Sorry. Okay, so the status of BAM is that it's uh, currently uh, being developed as... Uh, uh, okay, I have to, <laughs> to repeat the question. The status of BAM? Yes. Sorry. Um, we are currently uh, um, using BAM mostly for that uh, uh, for the functionality, for the packing functionality. Uh, we It's integrated in the Blender Cloud add-on for uh, sending files to Flamenco. It's also available for anyone who wants to just install it as a package on their system using Python. So pip install, uh, pip3 install. It's a uh, pip package. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. pip3 install blender-bam, which makes the BAM utility available. Uh, but uh, of course, the, the actual repository version control part we have plans to simply remove it because we uh, we tested it during uh, Cosmos Laundromat but never developed it further and it had some serious uh, technical drawbacks and the approach we ha we chose for developing it that way was not very it was it was an experiment so the functionality is still kind of there but we actually have plans to remove it because uh, we found we think there are better ways to deal with this and uh, and so we you know uh, that that part is going to go away and we will just focus it on the asset management for blender uh, side and uh, hopefully this will still be available as a standalone package so you don't need to run blender for it but it will also become available inside of blender directly which is partially already true so you could actually say pack this blend file there are 26 different ways to pack something inside of a blend file but also the bam pack will be available which is like a very strong and reliable <laughs> the new way standard like like <laughs> yeah. that uh, x x k city um comic yes yes, yes. exactly so like there's gonna be a new standard, standard yes. for packing so that's uh yeah so that's the answer for uh for the bam question i hope uh, it, awesome it I, I hope that and the asset manager can deal with with this stuff yes we always every person can find it so and then at the end as always I wanted to do a little segment where it's like, what have we learned since the last podcast? Oh my God. Yeah. What but nobody's prepared at all. Two weeks ago. Yeah. I, yeah, I learned something. Oh, cool. I learned that you can constrain bones to vertex groups, which I didn't learn before. Yeah, that is I didn't know cool. that. That's that's pretty cool. Like you can I you can copy location a bone bone to a vertex group off of a mesh. Ideally, not the one that is that is being deformed by the bone. Yeah, dependency <laughs> cycles and all that. But but you can just uh, like take the location of the vertex group and the bone just sticks there, and you can IK chain it to another vertex group, mm. and then it goes all bendy and stuff. <laughs> so nice. cool. Yeah, yeah. Nice. that's that's the thing you were doing with like with doing the, kind of a cheap simulation thing. Well, it's not the ha simulation. Hacky the the, the simulation know, part is not cheap. It's just the, yeah. the the making the bones follow the simulation, yep. which is uh, pretty cool because you don't need any more hooks or vertex parents or that kind of exactly. stuff. Exactly, empties or yeah. something. Yeah, and that's just something that's probably been there for ages. I just didn't know about it. Very so cool. It's pretty cool. Uh, I had um, I forgot my thing. 
However, I'm just going to name something else then that is very okay. helpful for people that okay. don't know. Well, um, is it in Blender? Or yeah, 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 Blender. Blender. Okay. Well, nice. I mean, I can name also <laughs> other things. No, like, Pablo is now did you know that, like, the, something that you, yes. you know that the, the lead singer of Toto, like, you know, na, 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 man, Africa, whatever, yeah. that's yeah. the son of John Williams. I had no idea. Anyway, that's not Let's the thing. Let's go back to the Blender what? thing. Yeah, the Blender thing. Um, uh, I wanted to just mention two people that don't know this, uh, that if you're, if you're making any kind of an armature, not, it doesn't have to be a character or whatever, naming uh, bones at the end, like, you know, arm, then dot L for left, and then dot R, it's amazing because later on when you're animating or whatever, you can do shift F and that flips the selection that you currently have to the, you know, other selection on the other hand, uh, which is amazing because then if you do anything like uh, selection sets, you don't have to ha make a selection set for like hand left and then another one for hand right. You could just make hand left. So you select that and then do shift F and now you're, you've selected the other one. So it's just like minimizing the amount of different stuff that you need. And in some cases you're animating and um, you're having a hard time like selecting, you know, a bone, maybe like, you know, the right hand because it's like behind the model. So you just, but the left one is right there. So you just choose the left one, you do shift F and now you've had the right one selected. The, the right one, yeah. yeah. And if you're in edit mode and press the W for the specials menu, you can auto name depending yes. on left or right. And you can, uh, if it's already, you did the left side, you can rename the right side. Yeah, I, I love that feature. I mean, it's you awesome. know, I've actually known it for a while, but uh, it's very helpful for people that didn't know. Cool. So what about you guys? Uh, uh, I learned. <laughs> <laughs> I learned that Godot engine, the game engine, is mm. out number the, the version three, mm. and they're using for layer masking. They're using the twenty little squares, <gasps> just like Blender. Wow. They all Blender, you know. Oh. The one from yes, uh, that was a fun thing yeah. that I opened it and then oh twenty. Oh. I saw a bunch of squares and then I see oh there are twenty and they're using for layer masks just like in Blender. Oh. So it wasn't such a bad. UI. Oh, okay. I mean, okay. it's it's uh, it's very, yeah, it's simple to use. So uh, for 2.8, I'm thinking of something like that mm. for managing collections. Uh, but that's not something I learned, it's something I will learn <laughs> 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 once okay. I finish it. Yes. All right. Francesco. <laughs> what did you learn? I don't know. Thing. Can you feel the heat of the spotlight? Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm just, I was thinking so hard about, but I mean, I'm happy that I even used Blender last week because normally I don't do it. So mm -hmm. that has been uh, a new a new thing for me. But it can be Blender related, but also just workflow flow related or art related or yeah. anything like that. Writing yeah. emails at 2 a.m. is not productive. Yeah, that, that, I, no, that I learned already a long time ago, but I still keep doing it. Uh, yeah, no, I think I will have to come back to you on, on this one. You learned that offices in Amsterdam are expensive. Uh, yeah, that's, yeah, that's also something. But you're, you're going to have to come up with two next time. Yeah, I will, I will, I will make up for it. Okay, I promise. Good. Yes, yes. That's, yes. Well, yeah. that's uh, I think, that's uh, so yeah, we can finish yes. on this positive note. And uh, thanks very much for tuning in and see you next time. See you. See, see you. Bye-bye. You've been listening to the Blender Animation Studio Podcast. Brought to you by the Blender Cloud. Is the moon hitting your eye like a big pizza pie? That's some more of a shiny cloud. Go to cloud.blender.org.